Mr. Jason Lee, thanks for coming in today. Thank you, sir. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah you made the trip down here after work, making, the late, making it a late evening. Yeah, all for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You are the first Alabama fan I've had over here. That's your fault. I know, right? I'm the only college football fan in Colorado here. <laughs> no, there's a lot of us, actually. You're just, I'm just the only one you know, probably. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> Roll tight. When I, I still remember when I was... Started going to Bear Valley Church where you're the worship pastor at. Yeah. I still remember pulling into a parking lot and going, oh, there's an Alabama <laughs> fan here. <laughs> I guess I could see it on the, the logo on your truck. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, somebody's got to do it. But yeah. I was like, oh, man. I'm like, oh, I'll probably never run into this person. Yeah, and we're still friends. <laughs> I know, Imagine right? How, how strange is that? <laughs> Jeez. You were at the uh, Red Rocks worship last night, I thought I saw. I was. How yeah. was that? Oh, let me see. It's really strange. I I love elevation worship. They're they're great. Okay. No doubt. Um, for me, it was a little strange. What was strange about um, it? It was it was a little more Pentecostal than I was thinking. Okay. And and I'm a Pentecostal guy. I mean, no bones about it. I, that's where I fit in the most is okay. the Pentecostal circle. But. You know, when, when people are leading worship and they're doing yoga moves on the stage and they're acting like the spirit of Eddie Vedder is is in them and they're just going into a trance, you know, and doing a 17-minute song, uh, it's kind of weird. It's Because would... I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it as a worship leader saying, okay, these songs are fine, but you are leading worship. You know? Yeah. So, again, it's... Are you performing it, or leading? It, exactly. And, and there's a fine line in that. And I don't care which one you do, just call it what it is, you know. So... I, I will never tell people how to worship, like ever. Like yeah. when when I'm at a church and they go, raise your hands. Well, I, I put my hands in my pocket. Yeah, you know, it's like don't tell me what to do. Yeah, I'm <laughs> so, I so, I'm getting held up. <laughs> right. So so I don't I don't ever tell people how to worship, but if you worship in your own living room, I don't care what you do. do you, right. You you can go in a trance. I, I don't care. I think that's kind of cool actually. But if you're leading worship, you have to lead worship. You have to lead others to a certain place and when you're being so can i say weird i mean when, yeah. when you're being so weird it's a distraction you know it's like here i am a worship pastor i mean I, I know what worship is and i'm going man if i didn't know anything about jesus i don't know if i would want to know anything about jesus because because right. it, it was a total it was just weird some of it not all of it but some of the weirdness was so weird that you could you couldn't get over it you know so it's like when is elevation gonna come on you know? <laughs> but it, it was good it was very well attended it's uh a little bit different than I expected, I think. And that was over at Red Rocks, right? Yeah. Number yeah. one. And it was long. I mean, it starts at 6 o'clock, and I didn't get home till after 11, you know. Yeah. Well, it's like, man, always, I, always I really, really love Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love Jesus, but I want to try to get to bed on yeah, time. exactly. <laughs> That's uh, it. And you've been doing a number of shows recently. I, I, I follow you on Facebook and all that fun stuff. It's, you're, you're one of the more entertaining people I follow. Well, I will, thank I'll, you. I love all the other ones I follow, too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What was the other concert I saw you at? I saw Kiss last week. Another worship uh, concert. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I took my daughter. I mean, like my dad took me to see Bill Gaither, you know, <laughs> when, when I was her age. I take my kid to see Kiss. So I don't know what that says about me. But, um, yeah, I, I like all kinds of music. And Denver is an incredible music scene. Oh, yeah? Because, I, I well, you know, I, I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. So... You had Nashville, Tennessee, Birmingham, Alabama, and Atlanta, Georgia, all within a three, 
hour circle you know so a band would pick one of those cities usually yeah well in denver they're gonna stop in denver because there's nothing else around here right so with that yeah oh it's not anymore it's crazy but the music scene here of every genre is is just amazing because i think it's it's it's, it's not a flyover city anymore you know so if you're going to california you're gonna stop in denver you know i knew a lot of bands they were smaller bands like they wouldn't do red rocks per se but yeah. They would route typically down well, through Arizona. Well, well, well think about yeah. last night. Carrie Underwood was in town, Pepsi Center, and then Red Rocks was full at the same time. Wow. You know, it's like most cities couldn't do that. I didn't even know Carrie and, Underwood was in town. And that's, that's what I told people yesterday. I said, they don't even talk about it. You don't even know these artists are in town. And there's and there had to be 10, 12 other concerts last night that we didn't know about. You right. Know? So it's a crazy place. <laughs> you know, there, a couple of weeks ago, my fiance and I, we went to uh, see Penn and Teller. Yeah. And the same night, like, Joe Rogan's in town. Right. <laughs> so, like, oh, wow, there's a lot yeah. going on and the things like that all downtown or yeah. wherever. It's a great city. Yeah. So, you're going back more to the worship side of things. Yeah. Um, how do you, like, balance the, like, you kind of mentioned it with, like, this is the band you saw, like, like the leading worship to entertainer. Like, it's got to be a fine line when you're yeah. up there and, and trying to, I don't know how you even phrase it, but there's a difference, clearly. Yeah. There... You know, I, I say it like this: if if you if you know of a Christian band that's been around for longer than fifteen years, yeah, you know, fifteen years ago they were called a Christian band. They played Christian music on the radio. Well, now every band is a worship band. You know, uh, which is weird to me. It's cool because worship is now cool. I mean, they they play worship music all the time on the radio, where it used to just be christian music it wasn't worship you know and that that shows you where worship has come and how far we've changed really through the years which is not a bad thing um but now worship is the cool thing you know so (laughs) you you have worship leaders that make a lot of money traveling around leading worship in the same songs that people do in every church in the world so that's weird to me because it's the same songs, you know, it's, it's, it's worship now, which is cool, but now you can be a famous worship leader, <laughs> which makes no sense to me, you know. Um, you're either a performer or a worship leader, you know. How would that um, fall different from like the traveling pastor? Saying the five, same five different sermons he's got. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's, it's, a, it's a Christian entertainer to, to me. Uh, I don't mind Christian entertainment. I just think you ought to call it what it is. Yeah. You know? Um, I mean, I, I'll, I'll go so far to say even the... Uh, let's take Southern Gospel or something. When 99% of your congregation is a Christian, that's not ministry. <laughs> that's entertainment. Now, people will get mad at me. That's, that's the kind of music I like. Well, that's fine. I, I'm not knocking the music, but you can't call it ministry when no one is coming to Jesus because of your music. They're just going, they're, they're clapping and they're dancing and they're, they love the style. So there is a line, I think, of Christian entertainment, which again, there's nothing wrong with Christian entertainment. And then there's worship where you're not into the entertainment side of it. You're, you're simply trying to lead people to the throne of God. And that can be confused as entertainment now because we have all these toys you know you have oh, all, yeah. all the lights and the smoke and the stage effects and you know and, and I, I like all that stuff i mean i, I love it um but it can get in the way 
of true worship because you can start worshiping the worship. Right. <laughs> you know, when, when, when somebody tells me, well, I can't worship with all these lights so bright. You know, I'm like, well, then you're worshiping the worship. At the same time, they go, I can't worship when that light is shining in my eye. You know, it needs to be bright, not so dark in here. And, and all these colored lights are driving me crazy. I'm like, what are you worshiping? <laughs> you know, it's like, why? Are, I, I understand that some of that stuff can be a distraction. But you do have to ask yourself, what, what, what's your focus? You know, are, are, are you critiquing every single thing <laughs> going on? Or are you trying to to reach the heart of God. You know? Jason, don't you realize that God likes the type of worship music that I like? Well, that's the problem. I see, I, I'm, I'm scared to death that I'm going to get to heaven and, and God likes rap music. I'm going to be ticked. It's like, oh, shoot, I didn't do any rap music. You know? So that kind of scares me. <laughs> but I, don't, I, just, I hope he doesn't like uh, no, nah, I won't say he's that. Got a, you go to heaven, he's got a flat belt hat on. <laughs> like, oh, the big no. the big G, you know. <laughs> Is that the sticker still on the hat? Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> no. But uh, so what got you doing worship? You've been doing it for, you're here at Bear Valley here in Denver. You've been doing it for how many years here? And I've been in Denver seven years now. So longest I've ever lived anywhere, I think. Uh, as Denver an, has a way to as do an adult. Denver. Yeah, no one moves away. Um, some of them need to, <laughs> but uh, I love it here. I've, I've been in um, ministry my whole life, uh, okay. full-time ministry for uh, maybe 15, 18 years now okay. um, from, in, a, in a full-time capacity. Um, it, it was really weird because I, I grew up in a uh, minister of music's home. I saw the good, the bad, and mostly the ugly of the church world. Mm-hmm. And it's a miracle that I love Jesus. I'm, I'm being honest. <laughs> because I confused Jesus with the church. Okay. And Easily I saw, done. I, yeah. I saw a lot of bad things in the church, and I thought that was Jesus, you know. So I didn't want anything to do with it, but I loved music. <laughs> so uh, for some reason, I went to college and got a church music degree. And I don't know why, because I didn't want to do church music. I wanted to be a professional musician. Um, and I would have never made it, to be honest with you. But uh, So in college, I was playing drums a lot, started recording, and uh, got to know a lot of the, the, the right people. I was doing stuff in Gaither Studios in Indiana every now and then. Um, getting to know the right people, thought I wanted to go that route. And then at the same time, my father got out of ministry and started a trucking company, believe it or not. Hmm. So I would start driving trucks for him when I'd come home for summer just to make some money. Um, so you combine music, getting to know the right people, and I could drive a truck. Well, next thing you know, I was driving a truck for Bill Gaither and all of that clan. <laughs> that went from there to I was on tour with DC Talk for a summer when they were the biggest group in Christian music in 1996. Really? Was the, that the Free at Last the, Tour? No. Bigger than that. It was the <laughs> Jesus Freak Tour, the biggest one. You okay. know. Uh, I drove for Susan Ashton for a little bit. She used to sing back up for Garth Brooks and uh, stuff like that. So that that was a wonderful job. I loved it. Um, but I learned a lot about the music in, industry. That made me sick, yeah. to, to be honest with you. I, I, I have been in the rehearsal hall where they're practicing for their tour and like they were trying out drummers or something like that because somebody quit and i heard the record people say hey you know what you're a really good drummer but if you would shave your head and lose about 15 pounds and get a couple of earrings and tattoos i think you'd be the guy oh, and i'm going 
you got to be kidding. He's one of the best drummers I've ever heard in my life, you know, better than the guy they chose. <laughs> oh. So it made me sick because it became this, you had to look a certain way and, and all that stuff. So you combine all that stuff that I was learning about the music industry, which really made me sick, to be honest with you, in the, in the Christian music industry, and combine that with... Um, I don't even know what I was saying. Oh. Combine that with my love for music, and uh, I, I, this was it. I, I was tre- I was a I was a truck driver, Rob. Okay? okay, I was not in the music. I was in the industry, but I wasn't on the stage. Yeah, I was the low life truck driver, the bottom <laughs> uh, of the. Did, you, thing. did they let you come get the food in the green room? That's what I'm about to say. I was treated like royalty everywhere I went. Really? Because I had a badge. I mean, we'd go to Disney World. I didn't stand in line. I went through the exit line and got right on the ride isn't because the, I had a badge. Isn't that the best one that happens? It's kind of good, but yeah. But <laughs> but it was scary because I was a low-life truck driver treated like royalty. So And it scared me because I thought, if I get this every day. Uh, I'll say this. There, there's no reason why most artists are jerks. <laughs> because if they're treated like royalty every day of their life, they start to think that they're actually somebody. Okay. And they're not a normal person anymore because they deserve more and all this stuff. So that scared me, you know? Um, so long story short, I was going towards the professional music route, got to know too much that it made me sick. And okay. I'm like, I, I don't want to be that person. Okay. So somehow I got a job. Now, this is stupid. My very first church job was at a mega church of 7,000 people. Okay. Now, that's crazy. That doesn't happen. You're supposed to work up. Well, yeah, <laughs> but, you were, but you were the yeah. truck driver for all these people. Well, so that didn't matter. About music. Yeah, I don't know anything. So, uh, but I was the third person in, in a music uh, ministry team. I wasn't the, the main guy. I was the third guy in line, which was fine. I learned so much by being at that church, but I also learned what not to do. You know, um, we were on TV, um, and it became a show. It was like, oh, these these seven people can sing solos and no one else can. And, I mean, they had 300 people in the choir. Wow. I mean, give me a break, seven people, <laughs> you know. So I look back at that as the most learning experience I've ever had in, in church work. So I think God put me there for a reason. First to learn, but also to say, don't do it a certain way. You Give know? a discernment. Yeah, and, and that was a part-time thing. So um, eventually I got a full-time uh, worship pastor position, which I couldn't believe I got paid to do this. I mean, r- really, it's like, I, I just want to worship. I just want to play music. And I'm the typical starving musician, you know, never <laughs> planned anything. And then all of a sudden, I'm full-time doing music and getting paid for it. And I'm like, this is the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> you actually going to pay me to do something you're, you're that I love? Chuckle, yeah. chuckle every yeah, time. Yeah, it's like the joke's through. on me, you know. Uh, but then, you know, through the years, things change. And if, if I could go back and talk to college kids that are studying church music, what I tell them is forget the music. <laughs> There's YouTube. You know, you, you can learn anything on YouTube. Now. Okay. Take every single psychology class you, you can you can take. Because what I really do more now, more than ever, is deal with personalities. And you're also talking creative people oh. <laughs> on, on my team. Fragile. Now, we're, we're the weirdest people in the, in the world, and I, I'm one of them, you know. Yeah. But everybody is communicates differently if you if you tell a joke to one person they'll start crying and they'll then they get suicidal i mean it's crazy it's like the the emotions of creative people are insane <laughs> and again i'm i'm one of them i mean I, i'm i'm kind of weird and, and, and I know, yeah oh i know i know i'm weird 
but dealing with the different personalities is one of the hardest things I've ever I've ever done. Yeah, I guess it'd so. be something different. They probably <laughs> and, and you know church people in general they're they're very. I call it church baggage. If you've gone to church your whole life, you always go back to the good old days of, of something in your mind. Oh, yeah. And I, I don't know what that, that's different for each person, but they're always wanting a little bit of the good old days. To you recapture know? that moment. Right. And I don't know what that is. That's different for each person. But with that comes a lot of opinions, yeah. <laughs> a lot of preferences and church people. And, and I love them. I'm not talking bad about them, but they can get very opinionated and very, demanding and they don't even realize they're being mean to you you know uh, i have gone home many nights just cried myself to sleep going everybody hates my guts you know because because uh, music is a such a um personal thing oh uh, uh, yeah so so people get mad when they don't hear their song or they don't like that style or it's too loud or all this stuff so there's a lot of opinions so you've got to have some thick skin to 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 last in this thing, you know. Oh, yeah. So and, and that that's pro, it's kind of bad because I used to be more sensitive than I am now. <laughs> so now I'm just mean, you know. I'm like, yeah, I don't care if you don't like it. <laughs> you know, I love that you guys have it. Your church, if, if the music is too loud, I put my parents in there. Yeah, because I call it the fish tank. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's the crying room technically. For yeah. The kids. <laughs> but like like my parents, my dad has some hearing thing, hearing mm-hmm. issues at the time, so. I was, didn't want them yeah. in a loud sanctuary, so I'm like, here, right. sit, go to the fish tank. Yeah, and we have earplugs, and, and, and I don't even think we're loud. I mean, we're, we're really not. But, no, not compared but to comparison. I, I, I've studied that kind of stuff. It, the older you get, you hear different frequencies. Really? And it's not even the sound. It's not the, the, the song. It's the frequency that they hear. Huh. And certain people hear different things, and it hurts. And, and it changes as you get older. So what used, what used to be great now hurts you. But they don't even realize they're doing it, so they just blame everything on the sound man. <laughs> you know? it, it's a thankless job if oh, there ever was one. I used to do that. I did yeah. that for. Oh, it's horrible. It's not, I love the jokes they have like online where it's like you know the sound man pitches a perfect game. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like it's one of those things. That no one ever says thank you to a sound man. Never. No. The, the only time they ever talk to him is when he does something wrong. And all the and when the they head, turn around, oh, it's, the it's a world. thankless job. But I mean, the truth is. Uh, we can do, I, I can do what I do without a great sound man. And, yeah. and we've got a great one. And, and we, we fight sometimes and, and it's okay. You know, yeah. and he's got his opinion. I got mine and uh, we work it out, you know, cause I, I need him and, and he needs me. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. so that if you could go back and give Jason Lee prior, oh, say college age, would you, you'd say go take some psychology classes or what other advice? I would. Uh, well, first I'd say don't do music. Don't, don't do church music because it, it hurts. I mean, right. it, it's, it's hard. It's, I, I can name on, I could name probably five people that I know that have retired from ministry. Really? And that's sad because most people just quit because it's, it's, you get tired of people beating you up and telling you how much they, how much you need to change and how, what, what you're not doing right. And, you know, it, there's a little bit of that ownership because church people, they're, they're, they're volunteer, they voluntarily go to church. Correct. And then if they give their tithe, which they should, yeah. <laughs> they start to have a little ownership, you know, and, and say, Hey, I tithe this place. So you better do what I say, you know? And, and again, I don't even think people realize they do that and not everybody. I mean, yeah. there's some wonderful people. I'm not, it's, looping all of them I, in the same. When but, I coached basketball, you, I usually equated it was like it was the eighty twenty rule, and that's probably yeah, even, oh, it is. That's probably even generous to the twenty yeah. percent. But there's like one or two families can right ninety percent of your work, and they're the loudest ones. And yeah. that, that that's the, that is the thing that I've had to learn through ministry. It's who do you listen to? What are the voices you're listening to? Because church people, when they leave, if they don't say anything, it usually means they're happy. 
Yeah. No they don't, they don't say anything. But what you hear are the negative people that are mad at you. So when you start to think, that when, when that's all you listen to, you start to think, this whole world hates me. You know? Yeah. It's like, no, it's, it's three, five percent, three to five percent of the congregation. That's not a lot of people, but they're the loudest ones, you know. So I, I only am still doing this because I feel, I, I don't know what else to do because I've tried other things and I'm not happy doing it. So I think that's a calling. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not the most religious person in the world by any stretch. Uh, people ask me all the time, how do you know that you're called to do ministry? And I'm like, I have no idea if I'm called. It's like I started volunteering because they needed help. And it turned into, a, a, I guess, a calling. It turned, I, I feel like I live my making instead of make my living you know it's like I, I, this is what i'm supposed to do i've tried other things and i'm miserable you yeah. know? Uh, so it's got good and bad qualities as as anything would of anything in life but i don't know what else to do to be honest with you what about so, a financial advisor shoot <laughs> I, 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 went to, I went to uh, one of the last, last times i heard you preach <laughs> It was it was impressive because you were telling a story. Uh, you're a big Dave Ramsey fan. I am. And so you and uh, you were telling a story, and I think it, the time has passed on where you were able to pay off your mortgage well in advance of when you were supposed to. Uh, yeah. Because I think part of it also came from your uh, Uber driving days. <laughs> a little bit of it. the income. Yeah. It, you know, I, I think it all goes together because I, I mentioned the starving musician. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think I said that. I at least thought it. Um, musicians live for the day you know it's like well i ate today you know <laughs> and i'm wired that way okay and then i got married <laughs> and i'm like oh crap I, I, I have to i have to change my thoughts i have to change my ways because she doesn't look at money the way i do you know we, women look at money as a security blanket you know okay. and uh, i don't i'm like yeah i got a dollar let's go let's go the dollar let's store. go the dollar store you know <laughs> I got ten dollars. What, what, what do we need? <laughs> so I had to change my thoughts in providing for a family, you know, uh, and then having kids. And my gosh, they're expensive, you know. I was, I was uh, told the biggest pay raise you ever get is when your kids come off the payroll. That's probably true. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to that day. <laughs> I mean, I love them and all, but man, they're expensive. Get a job, you know. Uh, Chip it in here. Right? Yeah. So yeah, I, I I did turn into a financial nerd, and I think it's because I'm a true musician that doesn't think like that so i had to force myself to grow up so to speak okay. be responsible and yeah i i hate debt with a passion it, it keeps me up at night really and um you know everybody's got their thing I, I will never fuss at you about what your thing is like mm. i i have two motorcycles well that's absurd right <laughs> you know uh, for some people that's crazy yeah i know but i like motorcycles so that's one of my things you know right. I, I like electronic devices that i have way too many of them uh, everybody's got their thing some people have a boat some people go shopping with clothes and i could care less you know yeah. i mean i've, I've I i'm, think I've seen I'm you still the same shirt every time i've seen I, you. I pr- that's probably the only one i have i mean it, i'm sure there's I'm, an alabama shirt somewhere there else. is on saturdays that's, <laughs> that's what i wear on saturdays i don't even have to think about it uh but decision, less decision yeah, fatigue, right? Right. But like clothes is not my thing, yeah. you know? So, so, but it is for other people. So for me, my thing was, I hate debt with a passion. Was <laughs> that, was that something that you had growing up? Or I, was yeah. A lot of it was my father. He was, he was very, he instilled a lot of financial wisdom in all of us. You know, it's like save up. If, if you don't have enough money, 
for something, then you don't get it. You don't even deserve it. You know? okay. So save up for it. I mean, the credit card is crazy because you're basically borrowing money. You know, yeah. you can get anything right now and yeah. you don't have to pay for it and ever. It, <laughs> I heard a quote from Mark Cuban. It's like, if you want to make the most on your money is pay off your debts. Yeah. He's like, if you're paying, you know, 20 yeah. some percent on a credit card, you're not making that. Money. No, you're not. Yeah. The, the best way to make 20% on your uh, money is to not have a credit card payment. Yeah. Because if you're not paying, it's the same thing as making it. You know? Right. Now, have you ever yeah. had, like, did you ever get yourself upside down, like, on a credit card or anything? Uh, not with a credit card. I bought a timeshare one time. That was the dumbest thing I've ever done. Okay. Um, and that was ridiculous trying to get rid of that thing. Uh, so that was just a money pit. That was just, you know, every year the, the cost went up and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. So I, I still kick myself for that. But... Yeah, it, for us, I mean, you 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 said it. I didn't. Uh, I, I paid my house off uh, last month. I'm I'm forty. What am I? Forty six. Yeah, forty. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. Forty five or forty six. Um, I paid my house off, and that that is kind of crazy. It I, is. I, I, I get that. To be in your mid forties and not have a, a house yeah. payment. Yeah, but it was not an overnight thing. I, I've never received an inheritance. I don't, I don't make a ton of money. I mean, my wife's a teacher. I work at a church. I mean, there are a whole lot better lucrative jobs than those two. But we just, we, we I worked at it. some vocal rights or voice rights no, or something. No, I don't know. Nothing. <laughs> so for us, it was like 18 years. It took us 18 years. You know, oh, good. Congratulations. Of every single month. Like, what do we have left? Let's, let's pay extra on that. So we kind of acted like it was a 15-year mortgage. Uh, it turned into 18 because we... Have kids? Yeah, we have kids, and we moved a lot. You know, okay. we, we moved five times in eleven years. I mean, that'll mess your that'll mess do. your finances up. You right. know? Exactly. So, so it's it's not like there's some magic potion or I inherited money or got a great job or anything. It, it was just consistency of eighteen years, month after month after month, doing what we could, you chipping know? away piece yeah. by piece by piece. It was. It was a huge mountain, you know. Honor, yeah. So. But we did it, and it's kind of fun Con- now. Congratulations. Well, thanks. Appreciate it. So now I'm kind of, you know, figuring out college and stuff that I haven't thought about. <laughs> you know? I'm like, oh, shoot, now that's coming up. That's, so That's your kid's you know, every, every, Yeah, well, no, I don't, it could be. Yeah, everybody's always asking me, like, what are you going to do with all your money? I'm like, I've never seen it. It's like it's going to retirement. It's going to college. I, if I saw it, I'd spend it, you know. Yeah. So I've kind of put it where i'll never see it i, I, I don't feel any different at all <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, there's a nice reassurance where i mean it's probably a nice safety net where you go if something bad happens yeah i mean yeah. The, one thing i never realized is all the other little expenses like i have a condo mm-hmm. but when you start putting like property taxes and it's not oh, no. cheap to own a place month no, after not. month so even if you have the not here either oh, <laughs> different. Different, no. well and that's the thing it's like you you pay your house off but you still have to pay the insurance and property taxes or else you'll lose your house that you work so hard (laughs) someone else will own your house yeah so it's i mean it's a good goal to have and it's 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 freedom for me i mean i I don't feel any different except i don't have that weight on my shoulders you know yeah so i would encourage everybody to do it you know just chip away and do what you can very cool so all right we'll go back on the church stuff here because we're that's your background and yeah music and things like that if you would uh well, so we're talking big church. I know you work at a church right around the corner, so I'm not trying to pick on your church. Yeah. But we'll say big C churches, people like to call it, like church in general. And we'll say, you know, in America here too, because obviously church is different around the world, what it yeah. looks like. And like, what would you, if there was a, something you could sort of magic wand wave at and go, boy, if we could, you know, fix this in our churches or mindsets as Christians, yeah. what would you sort of aim at? Whew. That's a great question. Um 
oddly enough, we just talked about money. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, America is the richest nation there is. And it, I think it's easier for people in other countries to have to put their trust in God. Because, let's be honest, I've never had to pray for my food. Like, Thankful. Like, you know, I, I've never had to worry where my next meal was from because I live in America. Mm-hmm. You know, so some of that... Not some of a lot of it carries over to the church mentality of it of America. We don't need God because <laughs> right. we've never had to pray for our next meal. Uh, yeah, we have problems, but they're first world problems. You know, other people would love to have our problems. Uh, so with that comes this. I don't really need God. <laughs> you right. know, we I mean, it's I've, I've been overseas a number of times. It's easier overseas to to talk to people about jesus because they actually realize that they need him you know in america we're so spoiled we're like why do i need jesus i got a bank account even christians don't like talking about no Hmm. so it's it's a weird thing i if i could change one thing about american church i think it would be the consumer mentality (laughs) of being desperate for god and not to come to church for a show you know Uh, i i try my best to not make church a show or entertainment in any way it's just true worship but in america people go to church because that's what we do you know yeah it's <laughs> like that's what we do on sundays or, right or whenever you have yeah whenever you have your services that's what we do whereas they don't really have much of a desire to go it's just that's this is what we do check it out you off. know uh, again in another country they're going to walk they're going to walk for hours and hours and hours to get to a church or we wouldn't even do that. We'd go, nah, that's not worth it. That's just Jesus. The air conditioning hasn't been yeah. working that great. Yeah. I'm not going in. Exactly. And the seats aren't soft enough. And the music is too loud. And the lights are in my eye. Yeah, all that stuff that, again, somebody else would love to have our problems. You know. So, I mean, not that I want a tragic thing to happen. Because <laughs> yeah. that would be crazy to, to, to ask for that. But let, let, let's take 9-12. The day after 9-11, yeah. this country came to Jesus on nine, uh, on the day after yeah. a tragic event. And they realized, I need God, you know. And it was a great spiritual awakening. Now, it faded, you know. Yeah. Uh, but people realized the need for God because of a tragic event. So I, I don't want a tragic event to take place, obviously. But I, I wish we would be desperate for God's presence and not... We we treat God as a hobby. I, I think. can see that. You know, in if, in, in in every way, we j- we show up when it's convenient. If we don't have anything else to do, we'll give God some time. And that that's not even talking church services. That's talking uh, devotions, spending time with God, spending time in the Bible. If we don't have anything else to do, you know, so it's a convenient thing that we treat God as a hobby. E- even with finances, we don't tithe. We tip. <laughs> you know, say, so, oh, here, God, here's a tip. Thanks for uh, Thanks. letting me live another week. You know, wow. so, and again, that's church stuff, but I, but it's it's bigger than that. It's everyday life and stuff. So I, I I wish we could could feel what it's like to be desperate for God. Like if God doesn't show up, we're sunk. You know, we cannot do this without Him. And um, I, I I long for that in in our church and and in every church. Uh, I think they call that revival. <laughs> I'm not real sure. Everybody has a different definition of what that is. But, uh, yeah, ju- just to be desperate enough where all the little stuff didn't bother you. 
you know, you, you got over all the stupid stuff that we complain about and said, yeah, I just want to be in the presence of Jesus. Because w- once you're in that, things change. It, you know, you the problems that you're going through can be fixed because you chose to worship. You know, all, all, all that, the, the power of worship. Um, but in a way, you have to get desperate enough for that okay. no, <laughs> to, to even want it, you know? No, that makes sense. Instead of just a show of like, yeah, I came, I came because, the, because the music's good or the preaching's good. Well, all that will fade, <laughs> you know? Oh, like, yeah. it's not going to get any better than it is now. <laughs> it might, I guess. <laughs> certain people leave. <laughs> Jason, the, the, Sorry. Eternal, the eternal Sorry. optimist of church. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I won't mention any names. <laughs> All right, just write it on this piece of paper for me. Next. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, but no, that's a good point with like people's desk. I, I saw something that's usually on Twitter is where you fe- you know you see ideas and thoughts. Mm-hmm. And like there was a I forget, I can't source it, but they basically the concept was like you know if polit- like politicians refuse to leave their comfort despite how much they believe in global warming, and you're like yeah I agree with that. <laughs> then they're going. Then the next line was just like Christians, you know yeah will only be a Christian as much as, as comfortable as it is. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's true. And it, it drives me. I, I, I'll be really honest. This might get me in trouble with whoever's listening. No, nobody listens. <laughs> okay. I sometimes feel guilty about taking a paycheck from a system that I don't even know if I believe in sometimes. What, what do you think if, if Jesus came back today? Obviously, it would be the, it'd be more revelation in like biblical yeah. terms. Yeah. Let's just say he showed up to, and said, and he walked in the worship service of yeah. the church and goes, do you think this is, he goes, man, this is, this is how I wanted it to look 2,000 right. years later. I don't think that at all. I, I don't think our current, the current way we do church, I, I don't think that's what Jesus had in mind. I'll be honest. <laughs> and again, I love the church. I, I love to lead people in worship. I love the family that a church is. But... It's become so much of a consumeristic, uh, it's all about me attitude and make me happy. And I don't think that's what God had in mind. He, he had a family in mind. Like, when you're hurt, I hurt. Yeah. <laughs> when you have problems, I'm going to jump right there and with you and let's work it out together. And a, fa- a truly a family, just like, just like you would under your own house you know i mean you you can say a lot of things about me i don't care yeah. you talk about my wife and kids i'm coming after you yeah. you know because that's my family and i think we ought to treat the church that way um it, it it hurts me when people leave a church because they didn't get their way or they didn't like a decision that was made and they because i truly look at it as you just walked out on your family mm-hmm. it's like when you need it when you need your family the most they can get fight you know, fight for the family. And when people leave, it's, it, it's, I, I view it as the husband that walks out on his wife, hmm. you know, no explanation. Yeah. I just didn't like you anymore. So see ya. you know? Yeah. So it, it's, and, and that's kind of harsh. I know, but I, I, I think, love going to your church for girls. Is that okay? I don't know. I'm more engaged now. I, hope. <laughs> I guess it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're still talking. So that's all right. Okay, okay. No, I, I don't care what church you go to. I, I truly don't. And, and if, if our church is not that church for you, then, then you should leave. You know, I'll open the door for you. I mean, I, I don't want to be a hindrance to anything. But but the difference is you talked to me and you told me why. Yeah. <laughs> what hurts the most, and I mean this, what hurts the most is my friends that I have invested some 
some of my life into that I trust and love. And then they're nowhere to be found. And and I, I don't know why they left. And then some of them have said this to me. Well, you know, I've been going there 20 years and no one called me. And I think, and I, I could be wrong on this. I think that says more about them than it does the church. That's, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, you're kind of needy. You know, it's like, it's all about you. why are you going to the church? Because So people will notice that you're there, you know. So, again, that's a little deep. But, and I don't know if I'm even right, to be honest with you. I could, I could change my mind tonight. But uh, overall, I think in America, we could, we could desire the presence of God more and be desperate for it. And then I think we'd look at things differently. You know, I mean, yeah. it, if you could, if you could build a church, if I said Jason Lee, I, for whatever reason, I here's a, a reasonable <laughs> amount of you know financing, or you know, finance is probably not the right word for you, financial backing. Yeah. And you could start a you know a reasonable church, you know, and however you wanted to start it with no preconceived <laughs> notions of what church the churches right. you've been to look like. What would what would your church? You know, have, what would is, the church have looked like? I don't know because I I go back to every church was started for that reason. <laughs> Most churches today started because they didn't like what their their current church was doing, so they were going to do it a different way. And they all look the same. <laughs> and eventually, they all look the same. You know, um, if it were me, and and I I think I'd be the only one that went to this church. To be honest with you. <laughs> Uh, people would come for a week and then they'd never leave. I would do an entire service of worship music. It wouldn't be preaching. But I would either me or someone else chime in in between songs. And we're not talking 30 minutes. We're talking three, <laughs> five minutes at the most. You know, okay. Because there's, there's also some psychology to that. Once you've created a moment, not me created, but once the Holy Spirit has created a moment mm-hmm. in worship with music, whatever... You've got people. Mm-hmm. You've got their hearts. They're, they're completely zoned in on what you're doing. If you can drop a nugget of the gospel or anything about Jesus' love or change your life, whatever, they're, they're more, they'll listen more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, instead of here's the music portion, here's the preaching portion. Oh, yeah, we have to do announcements that no one That'll cares be a about. Good transition yeah. Transition. Oh, yeah, we have to take an offering. I mean, come on. You know, if it, if it were my church, we'd have a. Just all day worship music. The offering would be taken in the back. Like it wouldn't be passed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there'd be a Is little there bit a of preaching there. That started. Like how did the, like, I have no idea. Passed? I have no idea. Like, there, I, I will say this: if you ever want to be offended, <laughs> read Pagan Christianity. I forget who wrote it, but it talks about how every single thing in the church started in pagan worship, <laughs> and now it's accepted in the modern everyday church. But it used to be looked on as oh that's evil you know i'm passing the plate sitting in a pew looking at a stage was was idol worship you know because that that communicates it's not participatory you're looking you're just spectating oh. so it's it, it'll mess with you i mean it's, it's a great book but it, it's very offensive <laughs> if, <laughs> if you like church you know it's like what not that you know? i'm gonna take a look at that what about uh what about uh i've heard this and i, and I, th- I know i've heard some worship pastors have said it or like I said I don't remember the sources of information I'm terrible mm-hmm. writing college papers that way uh, but um, a lot of the hymns like the yeah. old school hymns were actually Bartons uh, that's what they say I don't know if it's true uh, because I've, I've heard both arguments okay uh, I think it was 
Uh, well, that, obviously, the tunes, not the yeah, words. Yeah, lyrics. they would. So the the story is, if it's true, <laughs> they would take the tunes of bar tunes and put Christian words to it, and it drove the Christians crazy. Really, they hated it. They hated it because it, that was pagan. That was those worldly songs. We should be different. And look how far we've come. Now it's like hymns. Now that's the good stuff. You, <laughs> you know, I, I heard a guy one time. I'll never forget. He was he's seventy something years old. I think he was seventy five, a worship pastor in his seventies, and he wrote a blog, and he said, "When I was a teenager, this him talking. Right. When I was a teenager, all I wanted to sing was I'll Fly Away." And said, and my parents hated that song. I said, that's too upbeat. It's too happy. I hate that song. He says, now I'm 75 years old. All I want to hear is I'll fly away. Because, <laughs> 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 again, that was the good old days, you yeah. know. So everybody has that. And, uh, again, if that's what you worship with, that's great. But don't, my advice would be don't carry that same attitude to your church. Of like, hey, as long as you do my style, as long as you do my song, I'll worship. Because why can't you worship in your car? You know, why does it have to be at church? You know what I'm yeah, saying? No, I'm figuring out what you're putting down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I listen, I worship to a lot of songs in my house and in my car that I will never, ever do in church. And I'm the guy that picks the songs. Okay, so <laughs> as, as, as the guy who picks the song, as I feel like I have a captive audience with you here. <laughs> Now, there's certain churches that, that uh, I guess, uh, for the best words, I'll say play or perform, whatever whatever, yeah. whatever word you want to use in that. Yeah. I'd say cover more traditionally non-Christian songs. Mm-hmm. Songs that maybe aren't written by... An, right. Sometimes even a blatantly non-Christian artist, mm-hmm. or even sometimes by... There's a lot of artists out there that just don't openly claim their Christianity, right. but you kind of hear it in their lyrics and their yeah. words. And they're like, why or why not would... And I don't know, I can't remember what you've done. You do mostly, I would say, traditional Christian songs. Yeah, I mean, I've, we've done a little bit of everything yeah. uh, or, or, or through the years. What would be the um, argument for or against? I, I think it's it's a hook. It's yeah. something that people recognize off secular radio, if you want to call it yeah. that. And I think it's a hook, and I think you ought to do it. Um, I've done everything from Muse... I did Ozzy Osbourne one time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I did they, talk did about hate me. Did realize you were playing Ozzy Osbourne? Uh, yeah, they did, because I, I got the emails to prove it. <laughs> but, but it's all a hook to capture your attention, and then hopefully the pastor can prove a point. You know, Because you, you don't need the whole song. You need one line from the song that has uh-huh. a, a, a meaning of, of Christian life yeah. and, and stuff. So I think we ought to use them more than we do. Um, I did get an email one time from a guy that had evidently <laughs> written down every secular song we'd ever done. So he wrote me this four-page typed email about how bad I was for doing these songs. And his argument for every single song, and he listed every single song, his argument was the artist. So it was like, this person is a devout homosexual. You know, I, yeah. I don't know what whatever his argument was. It was about the artist. And I wrote him back. Of course, I never heard back from him, but I I wrote him and I said, the devil quoted scripture, and it was still scripture. (laughs) You know, so if you believe scripture is truth, the inerrant word of God, it doesn't matter who says it, you know. The devil even quoted scripture. That doesn't make it evil. It's scripture, you know. So I don't care who does the song. You know, I don't know these artists. I don't know them. But if you can take a nugget of truth from a, from a song that might not even be labeled Christian, who cares? The truth is truth. 
you know who it doesn't matter who says it so i think we ought to do those songs more because again you're the goal is to reach people that don't know jesus right <laughs> so if you walk in the church and all they hear is songs that they've never heard in their life well you're not relating to them they're actually bored you know so if you can do something that they can relate to i think it's a hook you know and hopefully maybe if we pray right and we are nice to people <laughs> they'll come back you know right. i don't know but it's worth a try it's worth right. a shot so I'm, I'm all for it i Very think we cool. should do it more <laughs> preach and teach jesus and i guess worship yeah jesus. absolutely well and, and that that's that's half the problem with with christians in general and i'm talking to myself too we we compartmentalize god into a boss we're like okay on sundays this is what we do but on monday through saturday we live a different way so then we label things christian and secular right well god is god god created everything so there is no christian or secular it's it's all god i, I think you you look at it in a in a different way and i think we get pretty dangerous when we start i think i think maybe like i've heard it that way but also then defined it more as like it's right and wrong yeah because like there's certain things where you go no that's true and, and if you go to the christian bookstore there's things that are that are that are right in there there are things that are yeah, wrong in there yeah and just and because they don't label christian bookstore doesn't exactly mean. no and just because somebody's holding a microphone don't mean you should listen to them agreed <laughs> you know? uh, that just means they had enough money to buy a microphone they're not uh, expensive these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah this, this one's not but uh so yeah as I, I think god created all things and god created music so for us to go oh we're borrowing music from the world no we're not right. god created music you know but if you look at it through that lens what about rap that, music is that still fun no <laughs> <laughs> no that's easy <laughs> i don't know uh but you know if, if you look at it that way i i think it's easy to see what is right and wrong you know and i'm, I'm not getting legalistic about oh you shouldn't listen to this or should i don't care but it's kind of obvious with certain lyrics like yeah that's not god honoring yeah. you know so i i think it's easy to see what is god honoring and what's not god honoring if you're looking at it from an open perspective of like everything is god's instead of looking at oh this is this is secular music and this is christian music it's called music right. <laughs> you know so but that is the point of life is to get through this thing and and honor god with everything that you do you know and that's that's everything that's music that's your lifestyle it's your choices that's how you talk and how you act how you treat people which is what i've got to work on you know <laughs> is it, so if in, our, in past conversations you've mentioned you're more of an introvert but you it's an introvert that is i, I would say make a living <laughs> on a stage no it is it is the weirdest thing and it's hard to explain to people uh, i did have somebody tell me that I need to watch a movie uh, of Johnny Carson. He says, you're just like Johnny Carson, once he figured me out. He says, you can make people laugh very easily. You can entertain people. You can lead worship. You're completely comfortable on a stage in front of thousands of people. And the second I walk off of that stage, I am drained. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm ready to take a nap right then because people drain me. <laughs> and I, I love people, but... Uh, like in general, I don't like people. You know, they, they get on my nerves. <laughs> You're the guy that wants to go hike in the mountains and yeah, get away from and, them. and I do. And and that is one of the things I think that has helped me in Colorado because I've learned a lot about myself. I, I can name three times in about 20 years of ministry that I've gotten burned out and I was this close to walking away from all of it. And it's my fault. 
It's my fault. I did it to myself. I'm a workaholic. Um, so I have learned, at least here in Denver, th- this place is crazy. Colorado is not even fair how, no. be- how beautiful it is. So I've learned for me, if I will go away for 24 hours, even, by myself, I will come back a new person because people drain the life out of me. And I like it. I, I enjoy being around people, but then it gets to a point where I have got to take care of myself or I'm going to go postal <laughs> on everybody, you know. So my, my wife has even seen it where she has she used to think I was mad at her. <laughs> like, why are you going away again? What did I do? And now she sees it. Like, yeah, you're getting a little crusty. She's still packing your bags. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's time for you to go, buddy. You know, and like, okay, you're right. You're, you're so right because I'm just on edge, you know. And, and she, I think she has noticed it, like, one day or a two-day trip by myself. And, and that freaks a lot of people out. I'm like, no, I love being by myself. I love it. But I come back a different person because that recharges me. So it, that is the curse of an introvert, I think, because because yeah, it, it's weird. I mean, I, for a pastor to say that he doesn't like people, <laughs> that is not a good quality. <laughs> and I know that. So I purposely give of myself to people constantly because that's what I'm supposed to do as a called pastor you know and I know that I'm not hiding from that but I am honest enough to say it drains the life out of me so if I don't take care of myself I will eventually just lose it all and just walk away and that's not what God wants me to do so I give of myself when I'm with people but when I go away by myself, don't bother me. That's fair. <laughs> so, so, so here's a question about that. Then, do you uh, watch Alabama games by yourself, or do you are you do you not want to watch games around other people? Oh, that doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> the team always wins. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess so. I, I do get mad though. Like my wife ignores me. Like, oh, it's going to be a bad night. You know, depending <laughs> on how they're playing. <laughs> and I've got to work on that. But no, that doesn't bother me at all because that's just a party. Okay. <laughs> Another question, kind of tying on to that a little bit. Since uh, you've been married now, eighteen years. Eighteen yeah. years, yeah. and I am uh, in the process of. Uh, I'm in the engagement side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, wedding coming up here this spring. Yep. So from a you know guy with eighteen years experience going to a guy going. I sound so old. Yeah. I'm I'm not trying to make it sound. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to call you a seasoned veteran. Okay. Well, how how sweet of you. <laughs> I mean, we still have about the same amount of gray hair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what advice would I what, give what you? What advice would you give a guy, you know, getting married here, especially an older guy getting married, closer to your age getting married? Yeah, I got married. How old are you? I'll be forty in a few weeks. Okay, yeah, you are old. No, okay. <laughs> no I, I got married when I was twenty eight. I, mean, I like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and I thought I was old at twenty eight because yeah. all, all my friends were married. Yeah. I, I thought I was the last virgin left in the world. <laughs> I'm being honest. Um, the the hardest thing I think you will have because you're 40 years old is the selfishness thing because you've always lived for yourself and didn't have to share anything. <laughs> yeah, we already talked about yeah. that. So that'll be difficult for you. And it all comes down to selfishness. <laughs> so I can, I can tell you that almost 100% of all of our marriage fights is because I'm selfish. Okay. And she's selfish. Everybody's selfish. It's always what about me. It's the consumer mentality, you know. Right. So we all have it. So just admit it <laughs> that we're selfish people. But if you truly love somebody, you're always giving up your right to selfishness. It's like, what is the best for her? What's the best for my children? And you put yourself last and not first. I think that's what Jesus said. Something, something about, scriptural. Something about some that. Yeah, I can't remember. Said that. Yeah, but I think it applies to marriage because, uh, uh, again, most fights are because they don't, they don't do what I wish they'd do. 
well, that's pretty selfish. You know, right. it's like, why can't you let them live their life and you deal with it, you know? So uh, it's not easy. Marriage is not easy, uh, but it's great. I mean, having a family, that's life, man. I, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And it's, it's a lot of work. It's a heck of it. a lot of money. You know? <laughs> and it's draining. I mean, Thanks you, for the encouragement. You, 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 yeah, yeah. So go get married. You know? <laughs> no, just, just give yourself away. And don't try not to be selfish. And notice when you're being selfish. And try to change that. And let her have her way. And you, I'm telling you, <laughs> happy wife, happy life. You know, <laughs> whatever they say. Very good. Jason, so you should ask my wife is the question because she'd have a whole other different answer. I'm sure. I'll ask her when you go away. When you go away right before yeah. you, or it's time for you to go exactly. away for a day. Before I let you go here, anything else you want to say? Anything you want to? I don't know. For an introvert, this is a lot of talking. To be I know honest you did a great job. No, this is my first podcast. I thought I'd be nervous, but you did a good job. Oh well, no, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, it's. Uh, I used to have a website. I would tell people how to look me up, but I got rid of it because I got tired of paying for it. So, uh, you can find my music on iTunes. Jason Lee. I have a book that I wrote several years ago. It's on Amazon and really iTunes and all that stuff. Do you have uh, it on for worship leaders? Do you have it on audiobook at all? No. I, sh- I don't have that kind of patience to just <laughs> talking to him. You could do it for me. I'll read it I'll, for I'll, you. I'll pay you. <laughs> I'll I'll but yeah, I, I don't have anything else to say. I'd, if they wanted to look me up, it's kind of hard to find me now because I got rid of my website and I'm a truly introvert. But <laughs> John Jason Lee at me.com without a H John J O N like John Bon Jovi, like the cool people. So John Jason Lee at me.com. You can contact me and, Chew me out. Tell me I'm. Tell me I'm an idiot. All that See stuff. how wrong you are. Yeah, and I'll delete it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you print those emails out? And you know, I thought campfire? about it because I, I, I have seriously toyed with the idea of publishing a book one time of the actual letters that I get from emails and like you know scratch their name out. Yeah. But, but like Redact print a book all. of it. Like yeah, this is real life right here. <laughs> For those that are thinking about getting in ministry, <laughs> read this book. <laughs> With just a little header of how this, yeah. how, how this email more than likely came about. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's. And I, I, I mean, I get a ton of positive emails. I mean, I, people love me, and it's crazy because it's like, what did I do to make you love me? But isn't it you funny know? though? In that way, like, I can relate to coaching. It's like you'll have yeah. ten people say, "Hey, you're great job, yeah. great job," and, and the one, one, per- person, one person goes, "Hey, yeah. you could have done this better." And you're like, yeah. Even when it's coming from a trying to be constructive. No, it is. It is, and and that's human nature. I mean, it, there's a saying like ten. 10 compliments and one Something. negative thing equals one negative thing, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. It's like you don't even hear the positive. You only hear the negative. Yeah. So that's, that's, I think we all do that. That's something oh, we yeah. all got to fight against uh, because it's not the majority. But again, you have to choose what voices you're going to listen to in your life and uh, choose positive. <laughs> you know? right. Choose the debt free ones. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for having me, man. All it's right. Thanks for Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Talk to you soon.